Hi, and welcome to What's Your Thought Podcast. Hello, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. And if that intro sounded a little bit different to you, and you didn't watch or listen to last week's episode, Kylie is out of town. And so so it's me and Kirsten. Hello. (laughs) So Kirsten should not be be new to you. So... (laughs) If you've listened, I've been on a few times now. Yes, we love. And Kirsten will be on this week and next week. Yes, I will. So we get her a lot. Yeah, and then again, one other time in March, right? I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and and then I think you'll be on later this year, too. Yes, probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep coming back. You can't yes. get rid of me yet. <laughs> no, we don't want to get rid of you. We love you. <laughs> Good. Um okay, so we'll just jump right into this week's topic, which has Perfect. been a fun topic. Yeah. Um, especially for you. Yes, I love preparing for it and thinking about it. So yes. So this week's topic was basically on the education system mm-hmm. and kind of what teachers wish parents knew coming into school and there were some questions of parents wondering like if they could ask a teacher or an admin something before sending their kids to school what would that be um which we'll get to but Kirsten if you watched our stories earlier this week was a first grade teacher yes I was and she was the absolute best teacher so 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 tell us your teaching story hey um I always knew I wanted to be a teacher like there was no doubt in my mind I kind of dabbled in the idea of other things but from literally the time that I was in preschool I would come home and teach my stuffed animals everything that I had learned that day it was just so cute it was just in me I always wanted to do or I'd like make my parents sit down and learn everything I had learned and so when it came time to start college I just knew what I was going to do um it was perfect because at BYU Idaho they had a combined both general education and special education in one Mm -hmm. degree which was amazing so I just I got that so I can do early childhood which is birth through third grade for both general education and special education oh interesting Yeah, it's kind of cool. So the birth would be like early intervention things, um, not in like a classic school setting, as you might think of when you think of teaching, but um, and then everything else would be a classic school setting, like a special education room or a general. And when I was doing my student teaching, I fell in love with the school that I was at. And they said, well, we have an opening. Do you want to teach here? And I said, sure. (laughs) I always thought about doing special education like as my full-time job but the opening that they had at the time was first grade and I was like I have to get in with this school because I'm obsessed and so I ended up doing general ed perfect yeah and you were fine with either yes right yeah oh yes you're just like whatever I can get whatever I can get and a big part of it too was because I had graduated in Idaho Mm -hmm. some of the certification for special education is different in Utah and so I kind of would have needed that year anyway to uh, work on recertifying the, yeah the certification to Utah oh gotcha but your generals oh. transferred over yes yes 
Is it just because you had your diploma or were there different yeah, so some, certain things? So you ca- you get your teaching license in the state that you graduated in. So I'm certified in Idaho. And then you have to apply for a new one in any other state that you're in. Mm. And when I applied, it just changes some of the things that you can teach. And since some of the laws are different here than in Idaho for special special education, that's why I would need to get, I would have mm. to take a test or two. But I never ended up doing it because I'm right. just not in first grade. So, so the so the generals, the laws in both Idaho and Utah are the same. They're yes, yeah, that one's fine. Oh. You it, it passed over really, really easily. Oh, perfect. Random, huh? I know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And so was first grade your top pick, or were they like we have first grade and this is what you have, and you're like cool. Yes, first grade was definitely my top pick. Oh, good. Hundred percent, my top pick. I love first grade because of the magic that it has. Mm. They're a little bit more independent than kindergartners. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still just believe in like learning is so fun and the holidays are always so fun. Everything about it is just incredible. So I really wanted either first or second and I'm really glad I got first. Oh, good. Yeah. And you're like the perfect fit for first grade. You are so nice. No, (laughs) you're like, you're patient enough. You're happy enough. You're bubbly enough for first grade. And that's what first graders need. They need happy, fun teachers. You're definitely putting on a show the entire day. Like you're a full (laughs) entertainer and especially like I would say until March, if you're not like entertaining the kids while you're teaching them, you're, you're losing them. (laughs) They really can't do much by themselves. They can't really self-regulate themselves in the classroom until like March ish. So you definitely have to have that energy. (laughs) That sounds exhausting. It is, but it's so fun at the same time. I've never been happier and more tired in my life. (laughs) I love that so much. Yeah. So let's talk about your first year teaching. Okay. Starts out great. Yes. So You're just moving along. Like, yes. Like definitely had its challenges just because I'm a first year teacher and don't know what I'm doing. Right. But, but you're getting it. You're doing but I'm it. getting there. I'm like, I'm like so lucky. I had amazing like mentor teachers. My principal was incredible, which doesn't happen all the time for people. So I really lucked out there. Um, so it was just a normal year. And then COVID hit. <laughs> My oh. first year teaching was COVID. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, it was wild. So tell us about what happened at your school. So it was parent teacher conferences. And I remember them. I remember a parent asking me that night. She said, so I need to know if COVID comes into your classroom because I work with the elderly and I can't bring it to them. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, this isn't, it's not going to be a big deal. We're okay. We're okay. Right. And then literally 30 minutes later, at the end of conferences, my principal was like, Utah is shutting down schools for two weeks. And you're like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Cool. So I was like, oh, I just told that mom not to worry, but what did I know? (laughs) Um, So they shut down the schools for two weeks. And so I'm like putting together packets and we're like, putting together like their tote trays for them to come and pick up and everything. And we just never came back. We stayed online. I remember you putting together packets and 
recording online things and I remember this all it was vividly I was like I do not know how to teach first graders on a computer like they don't even know how to use the computer oh my gosh they don't even know how to get on by themselves (sighs) so it was kind of it was wild and truthfully like by the end I had about like five of 25 students actually getting on every day like they just kind of all petered out which I don't super blame the parents like most of these parents were now working from home being teachers to like five or six different grades so yeah it was wild (laughs) so then they all just moved up to second grade Mm mm-hmm yeah, they moved up to second grade. That was that was tough because a lot of the kids right around March when COVID happened, March is when you really start to see first graders take off. That's oh. when you start to see some independence. That's when you start to see like, oh my gosh, they're reading like we totally, I know this student and they can do things. Um, but it just kind of stopped all of that. Oh, so, it was hard. And even like the kindergartners who came up to me, they were just so far behind at no fault of anybody. It just right. was the nature of the situation, but it did make it really hard that second year because I was starting at ground zero. Like I, there were students who didn't know their letters or their letter names. And I'm like, okay, folks, like <laughs> we're going back to the very beginning. I'm teaching kindergarten now. Cause I had to. Right. So that was my second question. How was your second year teaching? Yeah, it was, I, it was so much better. It was really hard because of all of the new COVID restrictions and procedures, but it was also really great because I felt like a way more confident teacher. I felt like I knew what I was doing. I had learned, I had mistakes from the year before and I mm-hmm. knew I what to learn from my mistakes and how to change them. So I love better, it. Which was nice. So was Good. definitely an overall better year. Even from starting from ground zero. Yes. So how long could you stay at, like at ground zero? Were you like, well, I can teach this, but we can't be here for very long. Yeah, kind of. You like couldn't stay there. <laughs> but I, I will say teacher, like the administration, my principal, everyone was super understanding. Of course. Because of the circumstances. People right. just knew going into the year. So I was lucky that I was met with, again, a really good principal who wasn't like mean or anything, but yeah, I don't know. Good. Yeah, it was wild. I I can't remember. Did they waive um, like the state testing that first year? Yes. Did they for the, so did they do it for the second year too? No, they still had it the second year. Okay. I don't know why they would do that, especially if everyone was kind of behind. Yeah, yeah. We it was like a jam packed year. It was very fast paced in the beginning. You had to really catch right. those kids up. But and did they catch up? They did they get it? Most of them did. Yeah, Good. like um, I mean, there were some that did and some that didn't. I would say the hardest part of my second year is that they offered, the, and this could be unique to my school, so I don't know like what other schools did. They offered the chance to do online for kids and they offered the chance to do in person but they let them switch so kids would be going back and forth I think that was really hard because 
I would have kids who had been online come. And they can't like sit. And and they can't sit and they can't. So I felt like I was starting the year over all of the time. So there were Uh... some kids who just didn't. There were some kids who just didn't make it in that year. They'll be okay. (laughs) There were kids who definitely like they needed. Yeah, I was my my class list changed nine times from the beginning of the school year to Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. That's a lot for my school because the year before my class list didn't change at all. (laughs) Right. So To have it change so much and then more after that, that was just the most it was it was a lot of starting over and yeah it was crazy holy cow (laughs) did she send home a letter at the beginning of the year to be like hey like because of the pandemic like we all gotta work together (laughs) reading and going over letters and numbers and i'm gonna need your help yes seriously (laughs) and were your parents like your students parents were they (laughs) how were they going into the second year were they like all right, I get what's going on and we're here to help. Or were they like, you're the teacher and my kids are back in school? Yeah, I think a lot of them were just really happy to have their kids back in school. But I think a lot of them were also very worried about their students because they had been out of school since March. So that's a long time to not have like the schedule. And first grade is an adjustment anyway, because we have half day kindergarten in my district that I was in. So first grade is by the end of the day, by a- after lunch, they're crying anyway, whether there's a pandemic <laughs> or not, because they're just tired and they miss mom. It's Those so poor sad. Kids. Those I poor know. kids. I know. It was always so sad. I would have students like come in from recess and they would be crying. I'm like, what's the matter? I'm like, I just miss my mom. <laughs> I for- We forget. These are like six-year-olds. They're really little. That's I know. Kids. So yeah, definitely. My- we're worried, but it's okay. It worked out. The kindergarten here is all day kindergarten. Yeah. And I'm like, those are five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. They're tiny. They're so small. <laughs> no. And I'm just thinking of like brain going into kindergarten and which is like that soon. Yeah. Next, next fall. Yeah. And I'm like, she's gonna, and I talked to um, another one of my friends whose child started kindergarten this year. He's in kindergarten right now. And I was like, how was his adjustment? How yeah. did that work? And she said, she's like, the beginning was rough because he always just came home so tired yeah. <laughs> and burnt out. And then because they have to be on their best behavior at school all day, yeah. he just would come home and be mad and crazy. Yeah. Because that's like their safe spot, their safe space and everything. And I was like, oh, oh, no. (laughs) Like, here we go. (laughs) Because Brynn is going to go from three hour preschool Mm -hmm. to like seven, like seven hour school. Oh, that makes me just want to cry for her. I know. You hope that their teachers like recognize that with all day kindergarten and they give them playtime, you know, especially in the beginning. Yes, especially these are little kids. Their learning is play. Right. Oh, five year olds. No, they're tiny. Like before you have kids, you don't really think about it. And you're like, oh, school is school. But then you have kids and you're like, 
My five-year-old has gone an all-day school. It's a big thing. It's a big mature thing for a little one to do. Oh, I like literally have tears in my eyes just thinking about it. (laughs) It's going to be fine. She's going to be great. She's really mature. She'll be okay. But it is fine. It's a parent. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So on Instagram, we asked a couple questions. Yes. Or a question. So as a parent, what is something you would want to know before sending your child to school? Like if you could ask a teacher or or administrator. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first question was, was, I would want to know their safety procedures and if slash when they update them. With so many school shootings, this should be a top priority. I agree with that. Yeah. This was one of the scariest things about teaching in general. I think I, it's a reality now. And yeah. and you think like, oh, it won't happen to me. It won't happen to me. But everyone thinks that, you know? Right. So I think with the procedures, I didn't have any control over them, which I think was a good thing because I don't know as much, but I know that every year the administration meets with the police department and we do drills with the police department as mm. like the teachers and the kids. We all have to do drills with the police department um, because as a whole school, we need to be on the same page. We can't have different teachers doing different things or else it falls apart. It's going to all fall apart. <laughs> and so they had it really laid out for us exactly what we should do, exactly how we should call in exact like to say our student number safety, like exact everything was done for us. And I know that they did it every single year. I was really lucky because um, they gave us, I mean, they're not fully bulletproof windows, but it would, I think it was like, it would take like 30 something shots to get into our classroom windows and all these different things. And so I felt fairly safe so long as I could get all the students out of the hallway into my classroom. (laughs) So, And after 30 shots, the person, the person's going to give up. They're not going to even reach that. They're going to be like, we're, this is not working. And that's exactly why they are, I felt safe. Right. Yeah. Um, that being said, like having the procedure all laid out for us, which was so nice and so amazing and having the drills, I never had to experience one. Like, thank goodness. I feel so blessed. So lucky. So Mm -hmm. lucky that that Mm -hmm. was my circumstance. So I don't know what I would actually do what actually happen, but you better bet your bottom dollar. I would have followed the procedure and then blocked my door as best as I could, because that's, it's terrifying to think about. And I hated doing drills because I'm glad we did them, but I hated it because I would have kids sitting under the coat rack, like crying, asking me what's going on. Like, what if this was real and stuff? And here I am, I have to be the strong one and not be crying and explain (laughs) to them, this is what would happen. Like, yeah, a what? it's a wild reality that we have. Right. Yeah. Is it pretty standard for each? Well, I guess you wouldn't really know. Yeah. Like if each year it's updated, I'd be curious to know. Yeah, I think it is because I do know that my principal had to meet with the police department every single year okay so probably other districts and stuff had to do the same thing yeah I'm I'm sure and I'm sure with it being crazy like more common Mm -hmm. schools are more up to date with it yeah I would I would hope so (laughs) yeah I would hope so too yes perfect 
Okay. Um, another question was how much of what we see in the news is true regarding curriculum? Okay, well, I don't know where that person lives, but the news in Utah <laughs> may be different. Um, I'm assuming they're talking maybe about like Common Core. That's what I hear a lot in Utah. So I will adjust that. And I'm so sorry if this person did not mean that. DM me and I'll answer your other <laughs> questions. But um, that's prob- that's one of the hot topics that you hear on the news a lot is like the idea of do we like the Common Core? Do we not like the Common Core? Okay, so explain to us non-Utahns what okay. is Common, co- common Core? Okay. So Common Core is... When it comes down to it, I actually really like the idea of it. It's where everyone in the United States has standards, depending on your grade, Mm -hmm. what you should be learning that year. Gotcha. Okay. So like there's a, it's common core state standard, A1, whatever it may be in math for Utah should be similar or the exact same to someone in California so that no matter where this kid is living if they move or when they graduate the idea is that all of them will have the same skill set oh so I like that I think that's a good thing I think going into college I think it creates a more fair base for these kids and I I really like that what I don't like (laughs) are the companies who make the books based on common core Mm. so let me explain that better so we have common core which i think is a good idea it explains what kids should be learning but the books that we teach out of are often putting our children's minds into boxes and telling them and even districts are and telling them that they have to learn how to do those skills a certain way Right. I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah. That's so not fair because my, I would have, um, district tests based off of the book that my district happened to choose to use for our curriculum. And if the student didn't demonstrate how to add two digit numbers, the way that they wanted them to, then it didn't count, but they still got the answer. Right. Right. So why does it matter? Right. I think I think what we need to be focusing on more is letting kids learn in the way that works for their brain. And that's what I really tried to do in my classroom. Um because everyone's brain works differently, so if you find a strategy that works for you, you should do that and not worry so much about what the book tells you. Right. So, as long as you're getting yes. the concept. Exactly, exactly. Perfect. So is it so I guess going back to the question, mm-hmm. what was it called? What was the question? About the news. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think at least the news stations that I see, I think that they portray it pretty fairly. Mm. Uh, but I also think it just depends on the district. Cause I know like, my district, my, my book wasn't perfect, but like what we taught from, but it wasn't horrible. Whereas another district, a neighboring district of mine, I really don't like how they teach. They don't give teachers any freedom at all. Mm. They can't veer from the books at all. So 
think it just varies where your kid's at. Right. Yeah. I like the, what you said, the basis of it is the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because if you have like a military family that yeah. moves like every two years, Seriously. you can't have them all over the board. I know it's like, it's so unfair to those kids. Yeah. I actually remember, so I moved to, from California to Virginia right after my seventh grade year. Mm -hmm. And I was telling my teachers, I think it was my math teacher actually, (laughs) that I was moving. And she was like, oh, California is so far ahead of Virginia. Mm. And, you know, I was naive and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I like go to Virginia and I'm like, I was so far ahead of you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and in Virginia, they don't do state testing in science in sixth and seventh grade. It's combined with eighth grade. So it's sixth, seventh, eighth grade, all science, all in one test. Oh dear. Okay. So you have to remember it all. Yes. (laughs) And, um, and I got, they did like review courses and stuff, of course. Um, but I got all of the sixth and seventh grade questions, right? Yeah. And I don't know how many of the eighth grade, but not all of them. Pretty impressive that you remembered all of it. And I remember being like, I'm so far ahead because I (laughs) learned it in California, when really now that I think about it right this second, it probably was because eighth grade science is was so hard for me. Mm. It was so hard. It changes, yeah. And so, but like... You know, you're like on this confidence boost and then you're like... Oh. <laughs> I'm glad I figured it out right now. Yeah. Like however many years later. But like seventh grade science is biology. And yeah. I loved biology. Yes. It was so interesting to me. And then I think eighth grade science is like physical science. And I'm like, what the heck is this? What is the point of this? Yeah, I don't. (laughs) So I think it was because I just enjoyed sixth and seventh science more than eighth grade. But yeah, I I can see that. I'm the same way. You learn better in what's interesting to you. So yeah. Another question that I got when I asked on my personal Instagram was what gifts teachers actually like (laughs) and I thought that was a good question um here's the first thing you do not have to get your kids teachers gifts like it's not a requirement don't (laughs) feel like you have to but when you do like it's so nice and so appreciated for sure I what I personally loved was (laughs) gift cards because it's not too personal it's just everyone can enjoy a gift card to like a restaurant or target or something like that people would often get you other really cute things like people would give me tumblers and all these other cute bags and lanyards and I loved all of those but I got like 400 of each and so that's why I think I loved the gift card so much is because then I could do whatever I wanted with it another idea is to ask the PTA if they have a list of your students teachers favorite things oh that's Um, smart yeah my my PTA had one of all of the teachers favorite things in the school for like teacher appreciation and Christmas and things like that and so ask your ask the PTA they might have a list and you can really make it personal yeah it was yeah really nice I loved my PTA (laughs) that's awesome Mm -hmm. I know for Bryn's um 
preschool teachers, we got them Starbucks gift cards. See, that's like literally perfect. And you know that they love that. Yes. And I was like, you know what? They deserve it. (laughs) And like Target's perfect because, you know, if you need something, Mm -hmm. um, you can just go get it. Exactly. Because because like parents don't know what you need. You can need no. whiteboard markers when they get you Kleenexes and you're like, well, I have yeah. 20 boxes of Kleenexes already. Yes, yes. So. And some schools have rules about, I we had a rule about saying what we needed donation-wise because we oh. didn't have parents, we, which was kind of annoying because parents were asking, but we didn't want parents to feel obligated and mm. so we had to say, I don't want to call it my school. I loved my school. This is like one negative thing. Okay. We had to say like, oh, all of our needs are taken care of. When in reality, I'm sitting there thinking like, mm, they are not all taken care of. I need crayons. Like your kid broke mm-hmm. all of his crayons and <laughs> we can only have so many. Like we don't have them. Anyway. Yeah. Huh. So interesting, huh? That is interesting. Yeah, when that was one thing I had another teacher friend write in when I was asking questions and she said, I wish parents knew that once supplies are out, like teachers have to buy it themselves. Like it really is. That is what it is. So, yeah. I yeah. didn't know this at the time, but I knew I know that my parents like would go to my teachers like after school or when they would my mom would volunteer in my classrooms like every Friday. So when we were all out to recess, she probably asked then. But she would ask my teachers, like, what do you need? Yeah, see, that's so and nice. Would donate it to my classroom, yeah. I guess. So, yeah, that's so nice. Um, or like in when I was in second grade, they did it for the third graders, but I was in a two-three split. Do mm. they do do they still do splits? No. Well, no? at least not not that I know of. Huh. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'm back in the day. Places. Back yeah. in the day. Back then. <laughs> when I was younger. Yes. I was in a two-three split. And so for the third graders, they did multiplication in a week mm. where we learned all of our multiplication in a week. That's like, wild. It's literally all we did. We didn't do science, history. We didn't do like anything other than multiplication. Would burn me out as the teacher and the kid. <laughs> but it but they made it so fun. Yeah. And so That's my mom idea. like they would ask for donations and stuff. So other mm-hmm. like parents would donate, but my mom would be like, Well, what do you really need for multiplication in a week? Yeah. And so anyways. That's awesome. You have a good mom. <sighs> yes. Yes, yes. I do. <laughs> okay. So we'll end with this. Okay. What are your top five things you wished parents knew before sending their child to your class slash first grade okay. slash public school in general? Okay. So top five things. Here do you go. need a minute or do you have them? I have them. I have okay. them. Perfect. Look at you. <laughs> I could go off on these though. So I'll keep it short. No, you. <laughs> well, we want to know. Yes. Okay, the number one thing that I have to say is read with your kid every single day. From the literal day that they are born, read with your kid. Because that, even if it's one, if your child doesn't love it, just try to get one book in before they go to bed or something. Because reading with your child is the number one indicator of how well they'll be able to read in the future. Even if they have some sort of delay or disability and are not able to actually read, 
their interest will be higher. And so their motivation to learn will be higher. So reading with your child is like, so, so, so important. So much so that I didn't assign any homework to my students, except for reading with their parent every single night. That was the only, or like a big brother or sister. That's the only thing. Number one. That's why you're the best teacher. You don't get homework. (laughs) Yeah, they're too young. Homework, I know they are too young. They're just first graders should not be going home and doing writing projects. They should be going home and playing. Reading. Yeah, and reading and playing and being with mom. You know, you only get so many hours with your parents at the end of the day. So, right. That was number one for Love sure. it. Love yes. it. Number two is, and this is one that a lot of my teacher friends wrote in when I was asking the same question on my Instagram. Okay. Perfect. Just as important as school skills are social and self-help skills. Love it. So, yes. Teaching your kid how to communicate with other people, how to process their emotions. Like, it's okay to feel frustrated. This is what we do when we're frustrated um, so that their behaviors can be better in the classroom would be so helpful. Um, Things like tying their shoes, opening up their own lunch everything in their lunch can they put their straw in their capri sun by themselves because here's the deal <laughs> i i love first grade because of the innocence and i get that these skills come with first grade not every kid is going to know how to tie their shoes in the beginning of the year and that's okay get them velcro yeah yes get them velcro exactly mm-hmm. um but when you have 26 kids who all need help Oh, peeling their cutie orange at lunch it gets time consuming and I don't get a lunch and so which not to be like I'm not trying to be ungrateful but I am saying like I need to go to the bathroom I need to make copies I need to eat too so right just making sure that there's some self-help skills and some social skills to back up things more so than learning their letters we learn the letters in the class Yes, do it at home. If your kid has interest, please do feed on that interest, but just teach them how to be a human. I love it. Yes. Like how to zip up their coat. Yes. Yes. That's a huge one. (laughs) I saw something at the beginning of this school year, like on social media, and it was, I saw a couple videos, but they essentially were all like, get the Tupperware that you're going to send your kid with to like in their lunch mm-hmm. and make sure they can open it themselves yes please and I was like I would have never thought about that yeah no and it's so important I can't I would have first couple months of school I spend the entire lunch period just settling the kids down into lunch yeah like so. I would have never ever thought of that good yeah. I love that one yes okay okay Third is kids live for moments with their mom and dad. They, they live for those things. I, I would have a little bit of time in the morning where we would just share whatever we wanted to share. We got to get those things out of their, our systems. And so we're not talking (laughs) all day and we've got to just get to know each other, make the classroom very comfortable or whatever. 90% of the things that the students would tell me was, that they, a story about eating dinner with dad the night before, or a story about how like, and it was always so simple. They're like, 
my mom bought my favorite fruit snacks. And you're like, that is the sweetest thing <sighs> of anything you could tell me. You wanted to tell me that your mom thought about you when she was buying fruit snacks, you know? Right. So just keeping that in mind, like, I know that we get in the hustle and bustle of life and we're dropping kids off and we're doing things and we've got practice. But if you can take just a few minutes just to be with your kid every single day, it's going to change their whole entire world because that's all they live for in the classroom. That's what they want to talk about and stuff. So it's so sweet. Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> I know. That was I like that. That really stood out to me as a teacher. I was like, these parents don't even know how much their mm-hmm. kids love and miss them. So <laughs> yes. That makes me so sad. Like, <laughs> thinking about my kids just sitting in class. <laughs> just missing me. Okay. For Seriously. seven hours. <laughs> I know. And they will. They will. It's so sad. <laughs> no, I have like two years to bed. <laughs> okay. Mm. Go on. Okay. One more Um, is... You, this is one that someone wrote in and I already had on my list too. So it's something we're all thinking about, as teachers, <laughs> I think. but, um, teaching your kids that everything has a consequence, whether it's good or bad. Oh, so no matter what your decisions are, it's going to have a consequence. So if you choose to do a good thing, there's going to be a positive that follows it. If you choose to do a not so good thing, there's going to be something not so good that follows it. I don't think that all kids, I mean, they're young and we're impulsive. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. taught the younger grades. And so you're not going to have this perfect understanding of this, right? Mm -hmm. But if, if we can help kids to understand this from a young age, then they're going to do better in the classroom in any grade because they're going to start to realize like, Oh, if I mean to my friend, no one's going to play with me at recess or, mm-hmm. oh, if I don't do my homework, if I don't do this assignment now, I have to miss out on a different thing later to finish this assignment, you know? Right. So actions have consequences. Okay. I love that. Yeah. These are all really good. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. Was that th- four? I think that was four. Okay. Then we'll end on. Can I do two more? Yes, of course. Okay. Do as many as you want. I have six. <laughs> All of these parents are wondering what to do before they send yes. their kids to school. I know I am. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> another one is when it comes to more negative conversations that you have to have with a parent, like I promise me I'm dreading it as much as you are. Mm-hmm. I do not as a teacher want to be calling you to tell you, I, I feel like there were times I felt like I was tattletelling mm-hmm. on my students to their parents when I was like, oh, like, I want you to know that I love your kid, but you also need to know that they're having this extreme behavior in the classroom and we need to work together as a team. And I think that's the number one thing that I want parents to get out of this comment that I'm making right now is I want to be a team with you. I'm not your enemy. I'm not mad at you. I'm not critiquing your parenting. I'm not whatever it is, I'm reaching out to you. And I hope that you can reach out to me so that we can work together for your kids benefit. So don't be scared of your students. I hope that you don't have have Mm a bad teacher or whatever. But don't be scared of your of asking questions or your teacher asking questions because you just we got to work together to help these kids, right? It'd be better when 
I'm seeing the, these behaviors and I'm seeing these academic skills or whatever the case may be, but you're mom and dad. And so, you know, the kid better than anyone. We've got to do this together. Right. Perfect. Okay. And then my last one is <laughs> your kid is so amazing and so capable and you need to give them more credit. I think that a lot of times parents were so, um, and this is natural. I do this. I'm a parent. Uh, it's so easy to compare our kids to other kids. Mm-hmm. And I, you know that I do it. I literally called <laughs> you guys the other day or was Marco Polly you the other day? You and Kylie was like, oh no, I'm so worried about Larson da, 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 going <laughs> on and on. But here's the thing is we need to remember that whatever their progress is, they're making progress and we need to be proud of them. And we need to be excited for them. And your, your kid is doing way better than you think that they are. Mm-hmm. So let's give them the credit that they deserve. I love that. Yes. That, love, those were six. Love <laughs> I love it. Good. <laughs> I had a question for you, but I can't remember. Oh, think of it. It might I think it had to do with one of it'll come to me. Okay. It'll come to me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have another teacher friend mm-hmm. um, who's currently teaching. Perfect. And she's teaching second grade. So just one of a few. Yes. Um, and I asked her the same question, and this is what she said. Um, number one kind of goes along with what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Not everything you read on the internet is happening in your school. If mm-hmm. you are concerned, reach out and ask. Perfect. Yeah, there's no harm in asking. No harm. See, teachers want to communicate. Let's chat. Mm -hmm. The second one goes along with one of yours, Kiris. Mm -hmm. Teach them how to ask for help. Lots lots of kids sit and struggle because they are nervous to ask for help. Teach them to find adults and ask for help if they are worried, worried or need something. Waiting to tell you, the parent, after school won't fix at school problems. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a huge one. It goes with those social skills. Like, mm-hmm. talk to your kid. Yes. Yeah. Didn't you have a kid who was nervous to ask you to go to the bathroom? Yeah, she was. It wasn't me. It was, Um, we did rotations and she was too scared of the computer teacher. And so she had an accident. She was too scared to ask. And I'm like, that literally, I came back in the classroom. And I was like, I'm going to cry. Yeah. so sad that you were so scared and you couldn't ask to go to the bathroom because oh. you always asked me but I knew her right. I saw her every day you know right um another one is your teacher probably always needs more tissues because <laughs> yeah. those like little kids they just mm-hmm. go for it oh my um another one is read the emails that are sent home mm. oh that's a good one Yes. Um, another one is so she gave me more than five too. So okay, here. good. <laughs> she said there are a horde of small humans in that room. Give the teacher the benefit of the doubt. They mm-hmm. probably had no idea whatever what was going down. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it. Yes, I had a couple of scenarios where things would happen, and a mom would message me I never had a mean parent I was so lucky I was so Mm -hmm. lucky I never had a mean parent but they'd say like so and so said this to my daughter today 
And I'd sit there and I'd be like, when? Oh my right. gosh, I feel so bad. But I was probably diffusing another situation, you know? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you could be doing something at the front and they're in the, all the way in the back. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. sorry, I don't know. So sad. Um, This one goes along with yours. Reading with your kid is maybe the most important thing in the world. Yes. And the last one is kids' behavior at school and home is often dramatically different. If your teacher says your kid is crazy, they probably are. If you don't trust their evaluation, maybe ask to have another school adult observe. But don't assume that your kid is angelic. Yes. That was one that someone, one of my friends wrote into. They were like, I wish that every single parent could be a fly on the wall to watch how their kid actually acts because Mm -hmm. these kiddos sometimes just aren't the way that they are at home (laughs) right whether good or bad whether good or bad which goes back to like we don't want to call you for negative things I'm not I'm it's would be a waste of time to be making this stuff up please just trust your teacher yeah right and also like like I said earlier, my mom was in every week helping in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So she got to see a little glimpse of what was going on in the classroom. I don't know if you can still do that, but. No, yeah, I I loved volunteers. Loved when parents would come in because it helped them to have a good experience in the classroom. And it also helped me. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. I can't wait to be a parent volunteer. Yes, do it. It's so so beneficial and it means a lot to your kid too yeah I always felt like a celebrity my mom would walk in and be like (laughs) yes my mom would come help with like making up spelling tests oh yeah yeah yeah. kids would miss or whatever and whenever she'd come in everyone was like Kirsten's mom is here and you just feel cool (laughs) yeah Yeah. I remember like my mom is fun yeah and when I was in third grade we were having some kind of party and my mom literally went around to every single one of the students with a can of whipped cream and sprayed in their mouth. See, that's so fun. You know they loved that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, well, anyways. That's my mom. <laughs> Go mom. So I want to be that. I want to be that parent. Love it. <laughs> okay. I have learned so much. Good. Anything that's else so you want to add? That no, is- just I love and miss teaching. <laughs> I really do. I know that when I was in the thick of it, I was so tired and I was like, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this anymore. But now that I'm not doing it every day, I'm like, oh, I miss the little conversations mm-hmm. and the magic and seeing the kids grow. That's lit- I think that's another reason why first grade is the best is because they come in knowing their letter names and sounds and by the end they're reading mini chapter books. You're like, this Aww. is the coolest thing. Like just they just so much growth yes and they yeah they grow up so fast so yeah it's wild so um no oh, what was I gonna ask you sorry no it's not you it's me okay. <laughs> oh I know what I was gonna say okay I loved that you were teaching because you're like the best teacher but I also hated when you were teaching because like I would text you or me and Kylie would text you and you would not respond till the end of the never day never hear from me I know I was like Kirsten (laughs) I was glued to that school building yeah you were and like even you didn't even get really good reception not no my my classroom I was in a cinder block room 
I had yeah. zero reception. So I'd get out and I'd have like 15 text messages from you guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I didn't even know you were texting me all day. I know. So that was like the worst part of it. It's like, we can't talk to Kirsten. And then when you quit and we could talk to you all the time, I was like, this is the best. Amazing. <laughs> I love talking to Kirsten. It was so fun. I know. Way better. <laughs> so I it's just, good. I just want you to come homeschool my kids. Send them. Okay. I'll do it. Kirsten's going to start her own homeschool. I don't think I could ever do it for my own kids, but I could do it for someone else's kid. Perfect. <laughs> All see. right. I love this Thank episode. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. And next week is going to be a a fun episode. Yes, also also me, but a very different subject. Yes, opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. So join us again next week, me and Kirst, and it's gonna be fun. Perfect. <laughs> All right. And as always, K love you bye. K love you bye.